Hey, there we go. Somebody's <laughs> buying goats too. Uh, we, good, good, good. So uh, on Family Sunday, uh, we uh, like to have a little bit of fun, okay? And so we kind of recognize our, our kids' classrooms are closed. We're uh, out here. We're usually doing some fun stuff. And so we expect a little bit of noise, a little bit of distraction. And uh, so, uh, but the reality is, uh, we think that this could look a little bit like what Jesus did. Okay, there were some time, there's at least one occasion where Jesus was speaking to a crowd and there were a bunch of kids around and the disciples tried to shoo him away. And what did Jesus say? Jesus said, let the little children come to me. So on Family Sunday, we just believe it's great to have our kids here and worship as one big family of God. I often can think of a, a couple uh, parables of Jesus where he kind of looked out over the pastures and he saw <laughs> sheep and goats. Thank you, guys. Another goat. All right. Good. And uh, so I uh, hope today that uh, this isn't too distracting as MD helps us out here. And um, so, but uh, we're going to have a good time of teaching as well, too. Kids, if you have your uh, handout, you can go ahead and pull that out. Everyone else can pull out their notes as well. Um, here's the deal with the goats. Uh, some of you are obviously going ahead and getting your goats. Very good. Very good. <laughs> You know, in the past, it used to be amens that were shouted out. We're just going to hear a lot of bleeding, and I hope uh, that, that's awesome, because that means that there is somebody that's getting to go. If you're not familiar with our app, you go to a Sunday, uh, download it, you go to the Sunday morning, and as you go down there, you will see um, a place, Tithe and Offering. If you click on that, there will be a place that says Goat Farm right on there. Just click that. You can give your $65 um, and uh, get one of those goats. Here's the deal with the goats. Okay, we made the, okay, goats, this is kind of a, a nice thing. All right, very good, very good. With the goats, you know, for, uh, um, <laughs> don't let it distract me, right? <laughs> the, the thing is, for us, you know, okay, it me means uh, something, or it seems like, hey, get a goat, none of us would probably want that for Christmas, but what this means, if you picture this, Okay, when a family gets a goat, okay, it's more than just a meal. Like when we go down there and we work at the orphanage in Haiti, when uh, the kids that come in for the malnutrition center, they come, they get uh, rehabilitated, they get fed. Very good. They get uh, kind of a month's worth of getting back on track, but uh, then we send them, uh, some of us that have been down there on trips, we sent them down with, uh, you know, we send them home with a bag of rice, we send them home with some beans, about a month's worth of food, uh, but the problem is that runs out too. And very often while the baby is in getting care and the kids are getting care, uh, the parents, their situation is the same. Uh, part of the thing in, in these parts of the world, in, in Haiti, there's really no way out of the cycle of poverty. So when, when we give a goat, and, and a goat gets sent with that family, it's more than just a milk supply. Because what happens is that that goat is sent and oftentimes will have, be pregnant already with one or two kids. And um, when it uh, has those babies, they, will then, they can either have uh, a source to sell off one of those goats. Uh, they can have two goats where there was one that was pregnant, have more goats. They can actually begin to build their own little goat farm. And what it is that we are given is not just a, a source of food. It's a sense of livelihood. What we're given is a source of hope out of the cycle of poverty that's there. So keep giving throughout this uh, 
morning, and I love hearing the bleats. Doesn't distract me. I've got four kids of my own, and so I'm used to the distraction. And so uh, we'll just keep rolling through. We're going to see if MD, MD will hang out with us uh, here a little bit uh, while we keep going in our morning. We are uh, in a, a series that we started last week here uh, at Christmas time called the Advent Conspiracy, and this is really a part of uh, why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, so when you hear the word Advent Conspiracy, this series, that, like, what does that mean? Okay, Advent, some of us, if we're church people, may be familiar. Advent refers to, uh, it's a Latin word that means coming or arrival. It's what we refer to this Christmas season as Advent. And what we're celebrating is when Jesus came 2,000 years ago. And I was telling my kids about Advent this week, and I was telling them, you know, Jesus came 2,000 years ago. Well, then what did he do? Well, he lived a life on earth. And then what did he do? He died on the cross. And then what did he do? <laughs> He rose from the dead, and then where did he ascended into heaven, and where is he today? Jesus is alive and well, and he is hearing our praises, and what are we looking forward to? The day that he comes back. So when we celebrate Advent, it's not just that we remember when he first came, but we look forward to a second coming when he fixes everything and makes everything right. Now, there's a second word in Advent conspiracy, and it is conspiracy, and that's kind of a weird Christmas word, okay? It seems like kind of secretive, maybe even kind of, you know, shifty there, and so, but what conspiracy refers to is uh, when two or three people get together, or more people, and they conspire, they plan together to overthrow and rebel against the way things are. Now, uh, just to be clear, this is not a political statement that we're getting into. There's nothing like that. But when we look at, we can cheer for that when that happens too, because that's good. That is hope. That is a livelihood that's going out there for a family. But the, um, when we think of the conspiracy, when we think of the Christmas story, when Jesus came and the way that God worked, he kind of slipped into history, not as a king coming, throwing over the Roman Empire, the way things are, but coming as a baby that was born in a very simple way. And he grew, and the movement continues today through his spirit-led followers in this conspiracy. So we're hoping that during this season of Christmas and Advent, we will be conspiring together, thinking how does God want to use us, and what if God still wants to work through faithful, obedient people, not that come and just kind of preach, not that come and just kind of in powerful trying to overthrow and protest things, but no, just come trying to make a difference. And we believe that as people who have been changed by Jesus, that we can still have an impact on our world today. And so that's what the Advent Conspiracy is about. And so we have four messages that are coming up. Um, we're going to be talking about spending less on the things we often spend in order to uh, put our money towards something that is life-changing and world-changing. We're going to talk about worshiping fully. We're going to talk about loving everyone as God does. But today we're going to talk about giving more. Uh, so let's, let's get into, let's get to our Christmas list for a moment. 
okay? Uh, pull up your Christmas list. Uh, maybe you have it on your phone or somewhere with you or in your pocket. I don't know. But uh, in your mind, and here's the question I want to ask you. What do you want for Christmas? What do you want for Christmas? What do you want most for Christmas? Now, turn to somebody that you came here with this morning. Just share with them. What is on the front of your mind? What is it that you want for Christmas? Go ahead. Turn and tell somebody. What do you want for Christmas? All right. Sounds like you want a lot. Um, now, kids, there's a picture, on, a place on your worksheet. You can actually draw a picture of what you want. Um, uh, husbands, boyfriends, uh, I just did you a favor, man. Write that down, and uh, now you know exactly uh, where to go. Now, I want to hear from you for a moment. I want a few of you to shout this out, but here's what... I want to just kind of forego the, you know, obligatory, you know, we want peace on earth, and we want salvation for all, and those are good things, of course we want those, but the reality, we want some stuff too, right? So why, somebody just shout out, what is it on your Christmas list? Socks, hey, there we go, that, kids, you might not understand that, but that is an awesome thing later on. Okay, what else? Chicken nuggets, all right, chicken nuggets. Um, what, uh, I heard another one. Instagram, all right, you'd like to get on Instagram, all right. Maybe you want the device to do that. Okay, the reality is we want some stuff sometimes, right? And, yeah, there we go. And what I'm not going to do here, I'm not, that's not a bait and switch where now I'm going to kind of guilt you into, oh, we want all this stuff. No, we can receive things with thanksgiving. There's things that we need. There's things we desire. When we receive them uh, from God, that's a, that's a good thing. How you doing over here, MD? All right? You hearing all the, those friends that are going to the goat farm? All right. Um, just making sure. Now, you know, it, stuff is okay, but what we want to look at is how as followers of Christ do we also want to give more, where we don't just want to give uh, stuff, but, but how do we give more? Let's look at how God gave. Matthew chapter 1, this is the Christmas story. It's going to be right up here on the screen, so you can read along with me, and here's what it says. It says, now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son. And he called his name Jesus. That's the way that God came into this world. A simple woman, Mary. A simple man, Joseph. Part of his plan. 
Now, here's the key point. God does not simply give us stuff. God gives us himself. God does not just give us stuff. Amen. But he gives us himself. Now, the reality is when God gives us himself, lots of stuff comes along as well. We just If you were here for Thanksgiving, we had this celebration. We had our Thanksgiving table. We talked about things we are thankful for. Man, we are thankful for forgiveness. That, that God has given us forgiveness. He's taken our sin and he's given us forgiveness in its place. He has given us a, a purpose where we had none. Uh, he has given us a hope and a future he has given us a family. We're part of the family of God. He's given us eternal salvation. And, and we can say amen to those things because we need those things. But that's not what it's all about. You see, it says that to fulfill what the prophet Isaiah had said. You see, Isaiah was a prophet some 700 years beforehand. And he had spoke what is written here. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. I love what the, the Bible does here, because uh, in the Old Testament, Isaiah didn't explain what Emmanuel means, because uh, people knew what it meant. But here, because this message would go to people and say, what in the world is Emmanuel? The Bible says this means what? What does it mean? <laughs> Hear from the goat. Now let me hear from you. Emmanuel, which means Emmanuel, which means so what Christmas is ultimately about is not the stuff, it is about God with us. And you know, this is not just kind of come out of nowhere. This is not even just come from 700 years, but as the people of Israel were waiting, they were waiting for a day. When God would come and be with his people. See, this goes all the way back to the beginning of the Bible. I could take time to take us through all of this, but uh, just a few snippets. If we went back to Genesis, we would see a time when God created people that he could have a relationship with them. Things went very bad because of sin and brokenness. And so in Exodus chapter 6, God comes and he says, I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. Keeps going, Leviticus chapter 26, this is all Old Testament, it says, I will walk among you and I will be your God and you shall be my people. In Jeremiah 31, he says, for this is the covenant, this is the promise I'll make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord, I will put my law within them, I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Now, that's too fast, and maybe those are too small for you to really see and to, uh, to, to grasp. But here's what comes out in John chapter 1. It says that Jesus came, the word became flesh, and made his dwelling among us full of grace and truth. And when Jesus came as a baby, and when he grew as a man, God was dwelling with his people. It was something that God wouldn't go back on. As we look in the New Testament, we continue to see 2 Corinthians 6. We are the temple of the living God. God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. It says the same in Hebrews chapter 8. We get, get kind of the, what's going on there. God wants to be with his people. When he comes to be with his people, yeah, there's a lot that comes with that. 
But ultimately, let's not lose sight that it's really about him giving himself. It's about God with us. It's about God with us. Too often, we might just get focused on the stuff. The stuff that, that we, we want. I mean, forgiveness. I mean, how good does that sound to many of us today? Uh, so good. Hope and a future. No matter where we've been. I mean, this is, this is good stuff. But even more than that, God wants to give us himself. He really broke in when Jesus came and walked among us. And then he gave his spirit to walk with us. And if we look forward to Revelation chapter 21, it speaks of a day when all will be made right. When not your plan comes to fruition. But God's plan comes to fruition. And there's a loud voice that comes from the throne and says, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. It's all about God with us and us with God. And it's always been about God giving himself. It's about God giving himself here today. It will always be about God giving himself. What I love about the Christmas story is the people that God gives himself to. God, God gives himself to, to Mary, a, a teenage girl that shouldn't be part of the story, but is. To Joseph, a common carpenter from a small, sleepy town. Gives himself to shepherds out in the field at night. Guys who are lonely, depressed, had long missed out on what society was going to offer. And then there's the wise men. Wise men, three kings, sounds like kind of lofty, but think about the wise men. It says, they came from afar. They were a pagan people, not of the house of Israel. And they came from afar. How many of us today, that is our story. We didn't fit into the religious establishment. We came from afar. We didn't grow up in a, a Christian family. But we came from afar. And that is the heart of God. He gives himself, not just to people who seem to fit the story, but to the most unlikely of people. And that is not just good news. That is great news. And so as this truth sinks in, that God doesn't just give stuff, that God gives himself, what does that mean for us? Well, I think what it means is that we don't just give stuff. We give of ourselves because in ourselves is the message of Jesus. In ourselves, we are witnesses to what Jesus has done in our lives. I mean, some of us may come from families where that stuff is what it's all about, where we kind of race through maybe the, the presence and forget about who they came from. Um, I have a mom who is an amazing, wonderful woman. Uh, her love language, she loves giving gifts. And being that she's from the East Coast and she'll come out here Christmas time again, and sometime I have to say, Mom, slow down with the stuff. Uh, I want to spend time with you. My kids, I want them to not just be focused on the stuff that comes, but on the time that we get. So I want us to consider today three ways that we can give more than just stuff. More than we can just give 
of our money and finances. I mean, that's amazingly helpful as we hear some of those uh, goat bleats coming in. Uh, the, the money helps to make a difference, but how, there we go, right on time. Keep it coming, keep it coming. I want to give us three things to consider for this Christmas season. Number one is give your time. Give your time. The reality is it's easier to give stuff than time, right? And so we'll often just kind of throw a few things into our basket and then give them out. So we're kind of giving those things rather than giving our time. It can be difficult to give time. Some of us have more money available than we have time available. Uh, this uh, Advent season, I'll, I'll be honest with you, you know, sometimes it's not like every evening in the Reichert household we're sitting around the table with perfectly behaved children studying the Word of God. My wife laughed hardest there. Um, but we've committed again, kind of in this Advent season, because with the Advent conspiracy, we have this incredible resource, right? I think one of these, I think we have a map that we put up there that comes with this, that's on our, our webpage that is available day by day, something that you can do as a family. Our, our hope and the hope of this movement, the Advent conspiracy that we're a part of, is that we would start thinking about how do we spend time together? And maybe you might look at this holiday season and say, oh, what is it that we can do to give a little bit more time to the people that we love or to the people that are out there? One of the questions that came up this week, it's a question that I love, kind of as we started talking about goats and uh, there, there were some people from the vet school and from the animal science division and say, well, how exactly are these goats going to be cared for? And uh, one thing that I, I do want you to know, and, and that in the $65 that goes out there, there's vaccinations, there's a well-thought-of plan, and I would love to be able to kind of share that plan that uh, Danita and the orphanage has put together that really seems like a functional, well-placed economy. But here's, here's the thing. I, I love that people that um, really care and are passionate about this would kind of come and ask and say, what's going on now? Because here's the invitation. We don't want to just give money to goats. We want to take of our time and to invest more deeply to bring not only our time, but also to give of our skills, which is the second thing that I would chat. How can we give our skills, uh, not just in Christmas season, but beyond? Because we are a, a skilled, a trained, experienced in many different things. And very often when we think about missions, we think, well, that's for the people that go and just kind of share uh, the, the message of Jesus. And that must be who it, it's for. I don't have a place there. Hey, if you love goats, if you love animals, if you've been trained, if you've been skilled, this is, this is an opportunity, not just here, but uh, this makes us think. This catalyzes our thinking and our our hearts to how do we use our skills to give more of ourselves to make a difference in God's plan. Same thing with Progress Ranch, right? We're talking about pouring concrete, and we need some people that have some skill with that. Otherwise, poor boys are going to be bouncing their balls all over the, the yard, right? So we want to bring skills, we want to bring experience in addition to the money, in addition to the stuff. And when we build that basketball court for Progress Ranch, we want to be able to not just build it and say, thanks, that's from Discovery. Let's put a little plaque there and say we were here. Let's say we are here. Not we were here. 
and continue to give our time and come alongside those boys and others who need our help because we have been blessed. We have been given so much by God. We have been given himself so that now we can give ourselves. Finally, I'll say give of your heart. Give of your heart. It's one thing think kind of out there, okay, theoretically, Haiti, I know that's a country out there. Uh, these are our families. These are, these are people that, that I want us to unite our hearts to, to realize that every, go, every sound that goes out there is a family that can literally have their life and their future changed because you gave $65. That was good timing right there. I know when we talk about giving our heart, it's risky. <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. When we really invest, when we really get into something, you know how the song goes, you know, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. <laughs> Very next day, gave it away. This year, you don't want that. I'll save me from tears. That's as far as I'm going. But there's a lot of truth in that, isn't that? Um, we live in a jaded world. We trusted, we gave, and then we were hurt. And slowly and slowly, now we've just become cynical. And so in many ways, it's just easier to give some stuff. We won't get too close. We won't get too Think about this, my friends. How much did God risk in giving of himself, of giving of his heart, of giving his son, knowing that many would not receive? And so as we think about this truth, another shepherd on stage here. As we think about this Christmas, God given himself, here's what I want us to think and discuss a little bit together, um, is this, what do we want to give to one another? We're here as families, fellowships, friends, neighbors, spouses, parents and kids. What is it that we want to give to one another this Christmas? Maybe the gift of time. Maybe, maybe the gift of the skills that we can bring. Maybe our heart to open that back up again. Uh, and then I also want us to consider, what do we want to give others? And here's what I want to do. I want us to turn in the seats and uh, to discuss those two questions just for a few minutes to maybe get a few ideas going and discuss that right now. And uh, you guys say, I don't want to, I hate this part of it. Can't we just come and, and uh, just... Uh, hear something and think about it for a little bit. If you're a guest here, absolutely. You can just think on this and you don't have to do anything awkward. If you're part of this church, absolutely not. Because we don't want to just be people who think and hear and go about our way. We want to be people who are changed and people who act to go out and make a difference. So uh, even if it's for an awkward couple minutes, turn to the people that you're with, discuss those two questions. What do we want to give to one another? And what do we want to give to others? Ready? Go.
All right, take another moment to finish that up. Let's hear it for the goat. I know he's not up here anymore, but he did a great job, didn't he? Um, hopefully, that's just kind of the start of a, hey, is that him? Oh, that's hope right there. Hey, some of you may uh, kind of be considering and, and want to look at this season. We're going to continue to give to the GOAT program. We're going to give, continue to give to Progress Ranch. You'll hear a lot more about that. But I also want you just to think about kind of within your own families, within your own circles. Uh, God ha- has called us to make a difference here, to be his agents of change in this world today. And so we're going to keep conspiring together. Uh, the worship team can go ahead and come back up. And uh, as I wrap up this message, there's a flip side to giving more, is there not? Um, And the flip side of giving is receiving. And, uh, you know, as we think about some of these things, there's probably a thought, say, I'll give my time, but how is it going to be received by others? And if uh, it's just going to be wasted time, if we're just going to sit around the table and argue with each other, well, I don't want to give that time. And so we often don't. If it comes down to giving our hearts and it's going to be kind of some more hurt, then uh, we don't want to do it. If it's not going to be received by others well, then we're not going to do it. And the same thing with our skills. You know, if, if I'm to sit here, if I were to give you uh, a drawing um, or perhaps another song for Christmas, um, it would be received with laughter. And uh, so... Oftentimes we don't give because it hasn't, we wonder how it's going to be received. Um, let's look at the giver. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave. He gave, he took the lead in giving, knowing that we would be imperfect receivers And before we think about giving, we just want to think about receiving all that God has given us. We've learned a couple truths today, that God has given us not just stuff, but he's given us himself. That Christmas is about him coming and breaking into not just the world, but our world and changing us. And so we begin not with thinking, oh, how do we give out, but how do we receive what God has given us so that regardless of how others will receive us, we can begin to give. So as we close here, let's just close our eyes together. No more goat bleats for the moment. And just to think about God giving himself. And maybe there's even just a, a picture, whether it's that first Christmas day, whether it's what it looks like for you as a parent around your Christmas tree on a Christmas morning. Where for a moment, we need to stop thinking about the stuff. Think about the one who gave his all. So that we could receive blessing beyond our imagination. A relationship with our God, with our Heavenly Father. The family of his people. The forgiveness of our sins that we could spend all eternity worshiping the one. We could worship the giver to receive all that he 
has given us. Thank you, Jesus, for coming. Thank you, Jesus, that you're coming again. Thank you, Jesus, for giving yourself when we are so imperfect, when we are so broken, we're so lost. You keep giving and giving and giving without expectation. God, there's nothing that we can do, no matter how much we give, no matter how much we try to do, there's nothing that we can give that matches what you've already given. And so, God, we just come to you. We just take this time to be with you, God. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for coming and walking among us. We can walk every day in all eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen.